This is the Higher Hope Ministry broadcast with Pastor Reginald Poe. Now, here is today's message. Good day. Today, we're going to concern ourselves with the manifestation of God in the flesh. God is in the business of revelation. Revelation being that God is in the business of revealing himself to you and to myself. In 1 Timothy 3, verses 3 through 16, but I'm just going to read one verse here. It says, God was manifested in the flesh. Manifested in the flesh, came into this world that our sins might be forgiven. And the only way for that to happen is for us to have a clear understanding uh, as to who God is and our relationship to Christ. The heathen often spoken of the decent descent of their deities and volumes have been filled with this their wonderful achievements. But theirs was a religion of ignorance and superstition. They worshiped they knew not what and their history is full of absurdity and folly. It is, however, a truth of highest importance to the Christian that the God in whom he trusts did descend to visit our world and was manifested in the flesh. Let us consider some of the various ways in which God was manifested himself to man. It may be necessary to remark that the blessed God, being a pure spirit, is invisible to man, and that as to his essence, no man had seen God at any time. If we see God, it follows, therefore, that Jehovah must adopt some medium suited to our state and capacities. If we were to observe that God was manifested, that has manifested rather himself to us in his works, all things are full of him and bears the marks of his hands or the impress of his feet. We see him in the light of day and in the darkness of night, in the rugged mountain and in the fertile valley in the expanse of the water and in the outstretched canopy of heaven, rolling the planets in their perspective sphere. God has manifested himself in his word. He, he has revealed his character, name, will, and perfections. Here his works always are exhibited. Here we have a more clear and comprehensive view of deity that than could possibly be given in his works. Here are the words of his mouth, for he spoke of presented spoke or presented himself in visions or dreams to the holy prophets, and they were merely the medium through which God declared himself to man. God manifested himself of old in connection with various symbols to Moses in the bush 
in the cloud on Mount Sinai, in the pillar and cloud in the desert, in the cloud also in the tabernacle and in the temple. You can find that in Ezekiel, the third chapter, verse 2, chapter 13, verse 21. Let us now consider that manifestation of God specified in the test, specified rather, in the test, this text that we are examining today. God was manifest in the flesh. This manifestation was in the person of his son. The son had declared him, John 1, 18. Also Hebrews, the first chapter, verse 8, John 3, 16, and Galatians 4, 4. In his son dwelt all the fullness of the divine glory. This manifestation was in the fullness of the times. There is no time limit on God. God does not operate in time like man. And man has such an uh, uh, ignorant habit of trying to put time limits on God, trying to put sound barriers, sound uh, 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 insane doctrines, rather, on God. The doctrines that man tried to put on God are not sound at all. They are unsound and unfounded. Was the most glorious which God ever gave to this world, meaning God gave his son. Here were not only displayed those perfections which has been exhibited in creations, such as wisdom, power, and goodness, but also purity, justice, mercy, and grace. In Christ dwell all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. This manifestation was essential to the redemption of the world. It appears from Revelation that in order that all his attributes might harmonize in salvation of man, it behooves Christ to suffer. And if so, it was essential that he should become incarnate and thus be capable of bearing our sins in his own body on the tree. Luke 24, 46, 1 Peter the second chapter, verse 24. We have to consider and take heart to what God has done for us through his son. He has done such a great and wonderful thing for us that it, it, it just amazed me how so many people take this for granted that he, no one owes God anything. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's what people think. That's the way they think. That is their mode of apparatus. They have no other way of thinking other than I don't owe God anything. But you do. You owe God everything. Was the most mysterious manifestation that deity should become wrapped in humanity. The eternal God become an infant of days. 
the sovereign of the universe, the servant of servants, the prince of glory, the sacrifice for rebels. Well, may human wisdom be lost in the vast profound. Well, may angels wonder and adore. Well, may devils be overwhelmed and tremble. This mystery is an important article of Christian belief. Not that we are to believe as to the mold of the inescapable part of the mystery. This is impossible. But to believe that the fact is one which God has plainly stated. A fact. There's no denying that God has come into this world and died and manifested himself so we may have an opportunity to spend eternity with him. Man is just so misguided in his thoughts that he would allow Satan to pervert the word of God in his mind, not only uh, unsaved saints, but saved saints as well. There are stories that's being constantly told how how saved saints allowed the enemy to come into their minds, to their heart, and plant all type of foolishness to make them turn away from a fact that God came into this world and died upon the cross that he might redeem us from the hands of the enemy. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's amazing how insane man can be at times. I'm not only talking about the unsaved sinners, I'm talking about the saved sinners as well. God has a way of getting our attention, in which he was evidently placed at the foundation of Christian structure. Christ was. And he is the foundation of our structure. It appears to be the very lifeblood of Christianity. The fact that he came and died. That Christ is truly the son of God. And that he is over all. God blessed forever. Romans eleven five. We must look at this matter in its totality to make known the word of God to everybody, not only <clears throat> to save saints, but to unsave saints. The rather, what is the evidence of your manifesting yourself to other people as Christ has manifested himself to you. This particular subject should teach us humility, of which a lot of people lack. Inside the place of sanctuary and outside of the place of sanctuary. It is that we should let it excite to diligence 
in meditation upon the word of God. Take the food of God and eat thereof and lead to anticipation. We now see through a glass darkly, but shortly we shall see face to face. 1 Corinthians 13, 12. Oh, what a joy it's going to be when we see our Savior face to face. See him as he is. Not what he's going to be, but as he is. Are you looking forward to that day? The manifestation of Christ a second time? Are you looking forward to spending eternity with him? Asking that God bless you and God keep you in all things.